Hello, family, and welcome to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I'm joined by Rebecca, Rebecca Ramos. And a uh, real interesting story, Rebecca and I follow each other on Instagram, and she does tarot card readings and oracle card readings, and uh, Spirit just kept nudging me to have her on the podcast, and so, uh, yeah, I just, I listened to Spirit. I, at first, I didn't. I was like, okay, you know, like, we, we don't really know each other. Like, I'm not just going to throw myself out there, but Spirit just kept insisting and um, just like reading a little bit about her, her story seems super fascinating. So I'm going to get to hear it for the first time with everybody else, which I love that. And um, yeah, Rebecca, I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on and serve the collective and share a piece of yourself with us. So I'm going to toss it right over to you. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Um, I love watching near-death experience. Um productions and recordings on YouTube. And that's how I got to know of you, Betty, because, um, well, here's a fun fact. I love falling asleep, listening to near death experiences. It truly soothes me. It is just like a reminder that everything is temporary. You know, we are infinite beyond this existence that we're in. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's a beautiful resource that we have now on the internet. So really excited about that. My own personal journey, um, I was born into, you know, a family that had very strong Christian background and I was raised in um, primarily a Hispanic Baptist church called Iglesia del Valle, which was a wonderful, lovely place. Um and, you know, my dad's family was extremely strict Pentecostal um, culture where, you know, as a young child, we were exposed to a lot of stuff that I think is um, not mainstream. A lot of, you know, like kind of dancing in the spirit, getting slain in the spirit, speaking in tongues, and um, also a lot of restrictions. Um, and as I grew, you know, I just naturally was attracted to esoteric knowledge. Um, I, I know, like, even as a child, I have this one incident that always stands out in my mind. Um, I would watch this cartoon called, um, I don't know if it was like, Tiny Toons or Looney Tunes, but there was this um, character named Shirley Toon who was um, really into New Age practice, what that was called at the time, and meditation. And, you know, she would be shown on this cartoon meditating saying, oh, what a loon I am. So I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. Little me was like, I want to do that. And um, I I was in my room meditating and my mom opened up the door and she saw me and she was like, what are you doing? Yeah, don't do that. You're going to empty your mind. And if you empty your mind, then, you know, the devil is going to put bad thoughts in your mind. And I was like so put off and scared from like, you know, exploring this um, kind of like spiritual side of me that was beginning to awaken. So, okay, fine, you know, no big deal, whatever. Another um, incident that stands out in my mind, um, I remember watching um, a show as a child where um, something like water witching was um, being highlighted and how, you know, certain 
um, practitioners would use different tools and would allow these tools to guide them to sources of water deep within the earth. And I thought that sounded and looked so cool. And I was just so fascinated and interested by that. So I found two sticks in my backyard and I grabbed them and um, I just started to water witch. And I was really just using a natural tool to kind of like guide my intuition as a child. And again, it was like, don't do that. That's not okay. You know, Um, so a lot of these like natural instincts that I had had been kind of just like um, discouraged. Um, So, all right, fine, no big deal. Um, Moving on, you know, I remained in the church, in the Christian church. And I mean, I am not a church basher. I I love Jesus. I I just, um, at this point in my life, find that, you know, um, certain systems and organizations don't really feed my soul in an authentic way, um, or allow me to truly kind of like blossom and bloom into the person that I really am and into the, um, talents and giftings that I feel I embody and I have. So, um, it's been a long journey of really fighting a lot of fear of judgment within the circles that I've been in my entire life and, uh, and not wanting to, um, separate or be apart from this knowledge of God or, or loving Jesus, but wanting to really expand, just expand as a spiritual being, expand, um, my giftings, my talents and the way that I use the tools that are in my world right now. And a lot of those tools are first and foremost, I love herbalism. I love using plants um, as medicine. It's just a very personal and spiritual practice. Um, you know, growing up in church, we were always taught that everything that you do is worship. I I mean, it's not always just like hanging out and, you know, singing in a band and clapping your hands or whatever that looks like. It's like everything that you do is worship. Well, why can't my connection with the plant world be that, you know, why can't my, um, desire to heal myself and help others through um plant energies be that because it's part of nature it's part of creation you know um and so i'm really like i'm on that journey where i'm really starting to integrate um my love for plant wisdom into my daily life and i'm starting to really just flourish and blossom and want to share and really just kind of coming out of the room closet in a sense and just saying like, Hey, you know what? Like this is a really beautiful practice and it really brings no harm. In fact, it truly is a help and it is a really integrative, wholesome kind of thing for me. Um, and it's very healing. So I love to practice, um, plant magic. And I think that, you know, it's, it's something that holds a very special place in my heart and, um, becoming more comfortable in the realm of magic has also allowed me to really understand that, um, the spiritual world is so much larger than 
what I had been taught my whole life. And I have this incredible spirit team and I don't even really know all of them. I mean, I'm just starting to get to know my spirit team, but, um, I am so excited and elated and happy to be on this journey and to be able to plug into, um, just these different levels of spirit communication that are blessed and nourishing and wonderful and also allow me to um, practice discernment because it's not always love and light and you don't always get positive spiritual influences coming into your sphere. I mean, there's, there's darkness, there's light, it's external, it's internal. Um, so it's really a practice in kind of like teasing out, you know, what is, um, what is beneficial? What is a spirit led communication that is for your highest good, as opposed to what is the contrast that forces you to use your discernment and kind of really just like listen to these external and internal voices that are providing guidance. What it's like, what voices are you listening to? Um, for example, this past solstice, I, I made a really delicious rose strawberry solstice cake. And I had been working so hard on putting this all together. It was really just kind of like an intuitive desire. I really just wanted to do this for myself. And it was such a nourishing experience. And after I had done it and, you know, admired it, recorded it, posted it about it, eaten it, I, I remember I went outside to a meditation spot. I sat down and I immediately heard this voice say, oh, that's silly. You put your faith in a cake, like a cake that came from a box. That's ridiculous. And I was like, oh, I really like was like, oh, oh my gosh, that's so mean. And I feel stupid now. <laughs> but following that reaction and that voice and that thought process, um, I immediately had like another light voice come in and say, no, these are the tools that you have at your disposal. This is what you have to work with. This is how you bring your worship forth. This is how you bring your magic, your prayer, your spells. It's like all of your spirit communication. It's good enough. You know, it's, it's, not silly. It's not trivial. It, it has value. It has worth and it has power. It's, it's truly magic. So, um, these are the kinds of things that I, um, kind of like grapple with in my daily life. Um, kind of like, I guess, moving back a little in time towards the year of, um, 2016, uh, I was, married, living in a home with my children, uh, very much, um, involved in horses. I was volunteering at a beautiful therapeutic barn in my neighborhood. And, um, I was really ready to just go full horse girl. Uh, I mean, you know, I was in my thirties in my mid thirties and, um, I really just needed somewhere to place my energy and be an outlet. Like I needed a physical outlet. That's really important to me, movement. And, um, 
I also really was craving relationship and the horses just checked all those boxes. So I was all in. Um, and one day I stepped outside of my house and I saw this amazing moth that I had never seen before in my life. The moth animal spirit does present itself to me often. Um, and this was the first time that it really grabbed my attention. So I marveled at this moth. I spent time just hanging out with it. It was not afraid or disturbed by my presence. It was just contently parked outside my door. And um, it was a really pretty little yellow moth with a black um, kind of like whale tail design on it. And eventually what I researched and learned about it is that it's called the Clemeni moth. And it was really amazing because in my time in that moth's presence, I heard an unmistakable voice. I mean, not a actual voice, but, you know, I, I was experiencing Claire audience and I was getting a download. And that download was the ocean is going to change your family's life forever. And at that time, I was very earth based. I was very much into gardening, very much into um, horses, as I mentioned, animals. Um, and I really had zero ocean experience. I really had never even taken a formal swimming class for, I mean, years and years since childhood. So, um, I was like, that's silly. I have nothing to do with the ocean. I'm a horse person, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> that was like, I scoffed, I scoffed at this supernatural voice. And, um, really like it was this incredible chain of events that followed after that visitation. I was at the beach with my kids. We were boogie boarding. We were hanging out. We were just enjoying the coast here in New York on Long Island. And, um, I just heard another like spirit voice, another nudge as I was looking out at the ocean. It was like, well, maybe you shouldn't ride horses. Maybe you should ride waves, you know, waves are a lot more, um, accessible right now for you. Waves don't require everything that a horse would require. Waves don't require a vet, farrier, feed, um, you know, all of these things that would entail horse ownership, which was a goal that I had for myself. And, um, I was really thinking like, I guess later on I had read this article on a piece of art that was depicting Neptune's horses, depicting waves as white horses that were in the water. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's all of these connections kind of happening. And I keep getting this nudge to like, go to the ocean, go to the water. I've lived by the coast my whole life, but it's really never called to me the way that it's calling to me now. So within a few weeks, I had set up um, a surf lesson with a local surf instructor. And that was it. I was hooked. I was terrible. I was a horrible surfer. I did not stand up for my first five lessons. It was extremely discouraging, but I, there was something exhilarating about it. And I just had to keep going and it just kind of gained momentum. And, um, you know, as I went through all of this, I kept thinking back to that moth visitation and the fact that it was called a Clemeni moth and Clemeni is actually 
um, an ocean nymph in Greek mythology. So there's just so many crazy synchronicities that all came together to lead me to the ocean. And now I, you know, I mean, over the course of um, life events, we ended up selling our home um, in central Long Island in the suburbs and, uh, you know, my partner at the time. And we moved to the coast. And now I live in a little um, beach cottage that was built in 1912. And it's super enchanted. It's incredible. It's a beautiful place. It's not my forever home. I will be moving on from this place. I know that, but it's been my school for the past five years. You know, I've learned so much. I've been able to really enter into, um, a beautiful relationship with the ocean and learn and, um, learn how to surf and build relationships with people and this community that I live in um, and that I partake in. And it's actually led to travel and just beautiful, expansive experiences where I've really been able to just integrate so many different parts of my life. I've been able to um, make a connection with uh, someone who I call a friend, his name is Mark Chavez, and he works with Native Like Water, which is an organization that brings um, indigenous youth to the coast to teach them how to surf or just interact with the water in a way that um, is not always accessible to indigenous youth in this country. So it's a really, it, it's just so beautiful. And uh, it's just such a beautiful integrative experience, the way that um, the element of water has brought so many incredible synchronistic blessings into my life. Uh, even before I found horses, even before I found, you know, plant magic and um, divination with cards. And even before any of this happened, I was very much invested in indigenous studies. I was given the opportunity to travel to uh, Brazil and spend time um, in the Amazon area and get to know and learn uh, certain tribes of the area. I was able to travel to Panama and spend time at an Embora um, reservation. And my own personal background is I'm Puerto Rican and I'm of Taino indigenous ancestry. And um, it's just amazing how all of these like tributaries of life just lead us to this point where we can really integrate so much of who we are and who we've become over um, really past lifetimes. I mean, you know, that's, it's just an incredible and incredible gift to be able to have that kind of expansion and integration. And it's not over yet. It's still kind of like going on. It's, um, it's still a journey. I mean, I'm still journeying, you know, I'm in the middle of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, just being able to expand and integrate where I came from, where I've gone, where I'm going, it's become this beautiful electric, like eclectic stew of, you know, I guess what you could call witchcraft, but it's really just spirit led, um, spirit led. I, I mean, I, I don't have any other word for it, but like worship magic, um, just really fleshing out your ability to 
I guess, plug into the spirit and be led and have a magical experience on earth. So um, that's part of my story. I've had a lot of really beautiful, spiritually guided experiences um, that are just, I mean, mind-blowing. Lots of really beautiful experiences with animals, animal spirits. Um, It's just been so like nourishing to my soul. I'm just like, I love it. Wow. Oh my (laughs) goodness. Thank you so much for sharing. As you were talking, I was like, yeah, now I understand, understand why spirit was nudging me in your direction. Your personality is so fun. It's so authentic. Your story is amazing. And as you were talking, I just kept hearing this like intensely strong spiritual muscle that you have of open-mindedness because you've allowed your journey to change shape in all of these different ways. And, you know, like the way that you're sharing the story is like, you did not really combat it that much, which is a beautiful way to exercise that spiritual principle of open-mindedness and willingness. And, and I love that. And I wrote down some of the other stuff that you said, Oh, I, I love when you shared about the home that you're in and how you said like, this will not be my forever home. And again, more open-mindedness, like the ability to be repotted somewhere else, like to take your journey in another direction and not have that intense, uh, like that strife, like that pressure of like, just not going with the flow, you know, which can be so challenging in the spiritual journey. Um, yeah, for me anyway, like I want to control every situation. I got to know <laughs> when, why, how, what am I wearing when it happens? Please tell me everything. And another thing that you brought up that really spoke to me was um, talking about this cape. Like it really stuck out to me. And I just thought like, how beautiful is it to be able to dial our spiritual awareness into anything, you know, like to make any experience a sacred experience, making a cake, nourishing your body, doing something fun, creative, like making that into a spiritual experience. So beautiful. So I want to ask you a couple of questions about, um, what the water is like for you, because I feel like that's such a big part of your journey right now. And I'm curious if maybe you can expound a little bit about um, what you guys are teaching children and how that sort of incorporates into your life. So um, right now, you know, the water for me, it's really like a fount of so much potential. It really, to me, represents untapped potential. Um, You know, I've, really only been surfing for five years. And it's been this incredible growth cycle for me where I truly have been able to just throw myself into this practice, which is, it's a sport, but it's also a spiritual practice. It's also, um, it's really medicine. Um, You know, being in salt water is truly medicinal. Scientifically, your skin absorbs magnesium very readily through the ocean water. Um, And it really teaches you so many principles that you can take into 
so many different areas of your life. Just like you said, going with the flow. I mean, it's so corny and cheesy, but I mean, right now what I have in my mind is like that cliche, like, well, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's really true. Like, I mean, you just can't stop the waves. So the waves are, you know, formed by this like energetic scientific phenomenon, solar flares that create wind, that create storms, that create groundswell or, you know, all of these different elements that go into creating these beautiful waves that we as humans have figured out how to ride. And it's not so much about dominating the wave, but it's really being in alignment um, and being in the right place at the right time, um, you know, understanding what your job is and how to cooperate with the ocean so that you can experience this amazing moment of flow. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, what's coming up for me as you're talking is obviously like this is also a metaphor. Uh, like in dream interpretation, they say that when you're around a big body of water, that's the representation of consciousness. So like I always, whenever I am kind of having like this huge wave of change in my life, which like it always happens in like a tsunami tidal wave. Like it's never just like, here's some gradual change for you. It's like buckets of ice water getting dumped on my head. But whenever like this big wave of change comes, I always feel like, I'm on this tiny boogie board. It's got these huge holes inside of it. Like the leash is broken off of it. And I'm just like at the mercy of the water, you know? And I love how you're explaining sort of, yeah, because in my mind, I'm just relating it all back to consciousness because that's what it is. That's what life is. That's what this spiritual journey is about. It's about going with the flow and and being set up in position. And I hear that a lot when you're talking, you know, like being able to practice spiritual principles and applying it in this physical way. Yeah. It's just totally amazing. It's yeah. You're, you're really opening up some stuff for me right now. Yay. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's really, and then also, you know, um, as far as the water representing consciousness and us being intuitive spiritual beings, you know, part of surfing metaphorically and, you know, actually is reading the waves is watching the waves actually come in and i think that for me i i really see the connection between you know having your eye on the horizon seeing that energy start to build and how your intuition can actually help you if you really like learn to trust your intuition and you really like plug into that aspect of who you are spiritually, energetically, you know, this is an incredible gift. We all have it. We all can learn how to use it. So we can all learn how to read the incoming energies in our lives. And that is what helps us be set up in a, in an appropriate position to actually ride the wave and not wipe out, you know? Um, and even if you do wipe out, that's okay. Because a lot of it is, um, being relaxed, you know, when you do wipe out it, it's like, don't fight the, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, don't fight the tower moment. Don't fight the crash. Like just let it fall apart. Look like a total jerk, fall down, you know, be humiliated. And then eventually that wave is going to pass. And then you're going to have an opportunity to get back on your board and get back out there and, you know, try it again. Mm. You know, it's like, there is no like, this is it. You lost. You're a loser. Like, it's like, just 
get back out there. <laughs> right, right, right. I love that. So another thing that came up for me while you're talking is you're talking about all of, and, and also, you know, like I know just from looking at your social media that you have all these different outlets of expressing yourself. You make jewelry, you do the tarot card, oracle card reading. Uh, you have this thing with water. You also, the plants, you know, like there's so many outlets. I'm curious is there an outlet that you discovered that you absolutely did not resonate with that you did not like? I don't know. Um, gosh, that's a good question. I mean, I think, all right. I really enjoy social media as a platform to create, um, you know, what can be created, videos, reels, posts, you know, uh, I love it as a platform for writing, kind of like mini blogging, but it feels very burdensome and it's very difficult for me to sit down and like actually do it, you know, like actually like, like when it, when it's ready to be birthed and I, and I do it, it's ready and it feels good and I'm happy but it's not always something that I totally enjoy, but it is a great tool. And I do it because it feels good to have a platform and to be able to like speak my truth and have a voice. And even if I want to like, you know, write about, you know, uh, whatever, like moths, dollar store cake mixes, you know, whatever the heck I feel like writing about and how it like feeds my soul. Well, I can do that because you know, it's a free, uh, you know, free for all. I mean, you know, but, um, it can be challenging. And I think actually I watched, I, I think I reached recently watched a video that you posted and you were talking about how it's super challenging to have all of these different influences and voices kind of like watching you and not really treating you like a real person. You put yourself in a very vulnerable position and there's so many like keyboard warriors out there and people who just have like, will make a snap judgment on you or decision. And, you know, putting yourself out there, um, in any capacity on any social media platform is really making yourself vulnerable and you're opening yourself up to a lot of criticism and that I think for a sensitive person is challenging because there's always that part of you that's like, yeah, I want everyone to love me and what I do. And the truth is they're not going to, um, I actually, this is a funny story. I, I commented on this post about mermaids, right? Because I love mermaids. Um, and, um, I was like, I mean, you know, my own opinion, it was, you know, mermaids are real, but they don't actually live in our dimension. But you might actually see one because beings cross dimensions often. So good luck. Keep keep hunting, you know. And it was like met with so much anger. Like people literally were like, no, mermaids totally exist in this dimension 100% and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And then like other people were coming out of the woodwork. Well, maybe if you got over your ego and stopped thinking you were so woke, you, you know, you'd really get to see a mermaid. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, well, all right, I'm just going to block this whole entire like corner of the interwebs because it's toxic, but you know, I that love. is something that I love and hate. 
Right. Okay, good. Yeah. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, and well, something comes up for me, like when it comes to, you know, us creating space on social media, I think, well, if everybody's a reflection of me, which is one of the spiritual beliefs that I have, then like, who are these reflections of me? And like, why are they creating this sort of chaos in my life? But, you know, for me, it's another opportunity for me to like suit up get into my spiritual armor, like stay steadfast in my own healing, because the more that I heal, the less that those things will affect me, you know? So like, it is, it is a gift at the same mm-hmm. time. It's an annoying gift. It's like one of those, like, thanks, you yeah. know, not looking for this gift right now, you know, but it is a good, it's a good lesson for, you know, like for me personally, just to be able to like continue on my healing journey because the more I heal, the less other things affect me. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm wondering, we're talking a lot about authenticity and I'm curious, was there a time in your life when this was not your go-to sort of personality? Um, was there a shift that happened for you that allowed you to really step into your authenticity? Yes, absolutely. I think, um, well, as I mentioned, I, I, you know, my old beach cottage that I'm in is truly, I believe that it is enchanted and, you know, being here has opened up a world of magic to me. But before I moved here and really allowed, you know, spirit to move in me in that way, I was just holding on to this ego driven, you know, fear of what people thought of me and being that I was raised in such an intense, like Christian, like, you know, traditional, like, I don't know, like kind of like, uncomfortably strict Christian, um, environment, I was so scared to really like say, Hey, you know, like I, I worship God in this way. You know what I mean? Like I really love like nature, you know, nature is my church. You know, the ocean is my church. Like, I mean, I, my spirit is fed when I'm practicing kitchen witchery and, and stuff like that. And, you know, just like silly little things that may seem trivial, but this is what really lights my soul up. And I was so afraid to really come out of the closet with that for fear of judgment. Um, in 2020, I started a small like hobby jewelry. Um, hold on. (laughs) Sorry. Ooh, just a little dry spot here. Oh yeah, that throat chakra opening up right at the right time. Speak the truth. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it really is. It's like, I feel like someone is stabbing me in the throat right now. (laughs) So yeah, I was afraid. I was so scared. Like so afraid to um, integrate my spiritual beliefs into this hobby and to really come out and say, this seashell is going to help you direct your energy, you know, in all of your energetic workings. I was like afraid to say that. I was afraid to say this herb bundle, if you burn it, it's going to help cleanse the energy in your home and it's going to bring in prosperity into your life. And this is real. And I was just like afraid to stand in my power you know, and in my belief and in things that I've seen actually work in my life, you know, and, um, the fear of judgment, it did hold me back from really being authentic. Um, and it was really just this past December when I decided to just start 
a different Instagram for my tarot card readings that I was like, you know what? Like, this is something that I enjoy, something that I feel like I'm good at. It's something that I actually suffered to cultivate in my life because my cardomancy was born out of heartbreak. Um, and, um, you know, it was like, I really labored to bring it into the world as a fruit, you know? So, and I'm like, why should I keep this hidden? This is so wrong. Like, this is my light. This is how I'm going to shine. And this is how I'm going to help people. And there's a lot of people out there who kind of like believe and practice the same way that I do. I'm totally not alone. So starting my small, you know, tarot page, it actually really allowed me to step into my truth and even open up to like my mom, you know what I mean? Family members and just say, I'm a witch. I practice witchcraft. I love Jesus and I do spells and I pick flowers and, you know, I talk to fairies and I believe in mermaids and whatever, like leave me alone. <laughs> love it. I and love, I love that. you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing about the, the journey of the, yeah, uh, the way that I'm interpreting it and the way that it was for me too, is sort of like the undoing, like letting go of these layers of the versions of ourselves that we think we're supposed to be and, and just actually being brave and stepping into who our spirit like knows that we actually are. And I think that this is a great segue. I know that you said that you might be willing to pull a card for the audience. And so if you'd like to do that, I would love to, yeah, give you some space. Sure. Yeah. Great. All right. So actually, all right. I have two decks here and, um, I have a traditional tarot and I have this really cute little deck, but I, I think I'm going to use my cute little deck, which is, they're actually inspiration cards. And I like to use um, cards that are not always traditionally used for cardomancy because I feel like it um, really opens a pathway for authentic intuition to come through in the interpretation. Um, I, I mean... There's so much incredible value in the tradition of tarot, but um, I think also all of these new oracle decks that people create, I mean, they're just these brand new expressions of connection to spirit and their and divinity. And um, I just feel led to use this. This is what I call my inner child deck because um the illustrations are just so simple and childlike and pure and beautiful and um, really innocent in a sense, but it really speaks to our needs as adults to integrate our inner child into our daily workings and livings and, uh, you know, just everything. I mean, like, why not? This is, this is what we're supposed to do you know, and it's, it's like food for the soul. Um, <clears throat> so I love it. Just going to do a quick little shuffle here. And I also like this because, um, this deck has lots of really cute little like fairy like illustrations and it's just really fun to look at. It's not very heavy. So for the collective, anybody who is watching at this moment, 
Let's get a few cards. Spirit. Let's see what comes. What is the message that needs to be communicated? Sometimes they don't always pop out right away. In which case, I will keep shuffling and just see what happens. And if not, oh, there it is. <laughs> I love it. That's like my favorite way. Okay. My journey is my destination. I go with love. So something I know I've been trying to cultivate is more unconditional love. I mean, spirit shows me more and more how conditional my love really is. And um, I really feel like this is this is an incredible um, image here that we're looking at um, with all the talk of water and how it represents so many things. Uh, this is like a houseboat. <laughs> this is a houseboat in the water. And, um, it's uh, the word love is here. I'm hearing like the love boat. Da, 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 da. Um, and if you look at it, it's like, there's just all of this fruitfulness blossoming abundance, baskets of fruit, you know, domestic bliss, this kind of like little line of clean clothes hanging out here um and just a lot of really positive things happening here and there's an anchor going down into this water and i think that you know it's important to know that wherever you go you are home you should never be attached to just one place or you know um I guess, I don't want to say location, but one position in life. It's really about the journey. It's about where, you know, spirit leads you to go. It's about being your authentic self and making wherever you go your home, putting your anchor down and being anchored in the love that spirit has for you, the love you have for yourself, the love that you can share with others. Um, it's not always easy. It can be challenging, but um, I'm looking at these little portholes down here too. It's like even in the darkest places of your home, you know, there's still a place for blossoming. Um, so the journey is my destination. I go with love. And we have one more card here, which says, I make time each day to meet my own needs. I allow myself to rest and relax. And I think this also points to self-care, um, to the ability to separate productivity from self-worth in the sense that we can also press the pause button um, and find time to read a book, lay in a hammock, just rest. I know myself um, as a small business owner, as a mother, I mean, I struggle so much with feeling unproductive at times. And it feels so much pressure to be productive. And that's not always, um, it's not always what we're called to do. Sometimes we can truly find our value in just resting and being and feeding ourselves. Because when we do that, we can actually 
go forth on the journey with love and create this home wherever we end up um, recharging the battery. Wow. Oh my goodness. Those resonated so much for me. And yeah, I hope that anybody else that it resonates for will leave a comment about it. I'm so, so grateful for this conversation today. As you were talking and sharing, I just thought like, wow, how cool is it that I get to connect with other people uh, on a spiritual journey? I get to listen to their stories, to stay present, to create space. And I'm so grateful to have connected with you today. And we'll have all of your... Yeah, I'll have all your links in the liner notes of this episode. And um, I just want to thank you again for your service to the collective, for being so authentic and vulnerable and sharing a piece of yourself with us today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you. And I am so stoked that I got to like just chat with you and you reached out to me. It's like a dream come true. Awesome. (laughs) I'm so grateful. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Be wavy.